Hello, Internet. George here. Want to give you an update on the show. I've been super busy lately, and also other things. The The Celtics are in the playoffs, and that is awesome for me personally, because I love watching the Celtics play. I've taken on some extra jobs. I've been working a lot more. I've been staying up super late doing Twitter spaces with people like Patrick Zercher and Sam Liu, and it's been awesome, and I just haven't had time to keep a weekly show. So for the foreseeable future... Just want to give you a heads up that Shortbox Summary will be bi-weekly. <sighs> it makes me sad, but also it is so nice having extra time to do things. All right, that is all I've got to share. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 20 of Shortbox Summary. I'm your host, George, and I'm excited because we are back on our movie pod bullshit. Today, we got the full film crew in. We've got Marty. Blade Boys back again. Blade, Blade Boys, right at dawn, because we're daywalkers. <laughs> We've got Aaron. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> and we got Kyle. Howdy, bitch. <laughs> Aaron sounded like the the concierge at a haunted hotel. I, I can't help it. We'll be seeing you again soon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it going, guys? I feel like I'm back at the bar. I feel like I'm back at Jackalope, exactly where I want to be. It's it's 2017 all over again, <laughs> in a good way. There's a whole there person screaming batting. outside the window. And yeah. no one break dancing either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah, on on that note, I I'll start by saying that I'm here as a proxy for my wife, who would probably be your bartender at Jackalope yes. in 2017. Absolutely. Um, yeah. She uh she is by far the bigger Blade fan in our household. She doesn't watch a single one of the movies. She either watches all three of them or none of them. Uh, so, yeah, my uh, my notes are her notes. I, I like the idea that she's like, why are you doing a podcast solely on the middle of Blade? Like, why aren't you doing the beginning and the end of Blade as well? well what about the first and third acts of, of the Blade story? Okay. Well, That's well, how we I feel bring... about Kill Bill. We have to bring Naps on for, for Blade Trinity. Yeah. Naps for Blade Trinity. That's fair. Yeah. And insult her by inviting her to the to the worst one. <laughs> to the world's number one Ryan Reynolds fan. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't know that, and she's not on the group chat with all of us. If if I had said, like, hey, would anyone want to do a Blade podcast? And Naps responded, yes, I would have invited her, hands down. Uh, I'll let her know. I'm just saying, okay. uh, I, I, I think, I'm no. in trouble. I so think you we are keep too. what we have here, and then we just continue to make a reference to her. Okay. <laughs> this is for you, babe. Oh, there's there's that, and then like this podcast. This podcast takes place in 2002. Like, right? I'm trying to move like chronologically through the 2000s, mm -hmm. and yeah. so once Blu-rays come out in like 2007, that's when we can start remastering old episodes. On oh, Blu-ray, so we, we, uh, we can get naps back for these early ones. 
That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> That's so good. All right, guys. Uh, the cat's out of the bag. We're here today to talk about Blade 2. Uh, Blade 2 came out March 21st, 2002. And one thing we love on this podcast is context. So I'm going to start off with movies. Blade 2 opened at number one when it came out. It pushed Ice Age to number two, the animated film about all those sweet animals. And then it pushed E.T. the Extraterrestrial to third place, airing for its 20th anniversary. Wow. Which I don't remember anything about that at all. You know yeah, what's e. fucking nuts is I just read stories about clearly about how E.T. was celebrating its 40th anniversary. Because when you said 20th, I was like, that doesn't make sense. I just read a story about its 40th <laughs> anniversary. And then I just suddenly realized how time works. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's an 20th enigma. anniversary of E.T. Jeez Louise. I think they were trying to cash in on like the Star Wars 20th anniversary. And like mm-hmm. E.T.'s beloved, but like, I don't know if it's as beloved as star wars you know, like there's just yeah. so much more so many more ways to engage with star wars than there was et like no one was like we know we know it's what not am I, as beloved as star yeah wars. what am i gonna get that <laughs> shitty kid on the bicycle action figure it's like no yeah well not. i remember like the big the big deal about it was they released it really in theaters and it was like and they kind of touched up the print and they digitally added genitalia to et which i thought was really weird so in like every scene Why? he's got like a little He's got like, no, we didn't add a little. Son of a bitch. I believed you. I felt it's, it's, it's like how George Lucas wanted to add like dobacks into the original Star Wars yeah. and like a different yeah. musical number. Yeah. Yeah. The dong physics of 2002 yeah. uh, completely blew the dong physics of 1982 out of the water. So yeah. they had to compensate. Uh, I think that was the release where they like removed the guns and added the walkie talkies. Or was that the 25th? Mm. Something I like that. I forgot about that. Yeah. They Which did one? actually do that. Uh, for ET, what? the FBI agents who try to like stop the the corral of kids. Oh yeah, they, they replace the guns, the guns out of their hands, hands with walkie talkies. Yeah, man. If I saw FBI agents dealing with an interstellar being and they brought walkie talkies to an alien fight, I'd be fucking pissed as a taxpayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want my FBI to have guns when they're dealing with aliens. Number four, number four, Showtime with Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro. It's not a bad movie. It's kind of awful, like, but it's not bad. It's <laughs> <kinda> <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just a. Was that like the last good not children's film Eddie Murphy made before his like recent resurgence? No, what's it called? I Spy was good. I can't remember. Wait, him and it, Owen Showtime Wilson came out. Yeah, it came out like the same time. And then, um, good Bowfinger, huh? I think, was before that. Like okay. Those, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 Bowfinger was good. Bowfinger was, was great. Outstanding. Yeah. That, yeah. That dude deserves an award for Bowfinger. He'll never get the credit he deserves. Oscar Isaac learned mm. from him. You can see. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight is nothing but Bowfinger yeah. for the MCU. <laughs> Do you channel like a great, uh, like you know? <laughs> Do you channel great films in the past where people had to play a different character within the film, like Tootsie? It's like, no, actually, it was Bowfinger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Missed out fire. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> that episode of Looney Tunes where Bugs Bunny pretends to be a female hunter. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> channeling the great works of, of our past. Uh, number five was the original Resident Evil film. Hell yeah. Which, the week Because it came out the week before Blade, right? Yeah. 
I wow. saw the original Resident Evil movie three times in 24 Thank hours. You. In Fuck 24 <laughs> human hours, you know in what? the limited amount of time we have on this earth, I spent six of 24 hours in a theater watching Mila Jovovovic yeah. um, fight lasers in Resident Evil. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I did that with Kill Bill 1. That makes sense. But yeah. what uh, what was going on in your life, Marty, that you were exactly. just like... I can't get enough. I think my first friend could drive. Like I was not old enough to drive, but uh, my one of my friends like got got their license, and I think we uh, s- skipped school on a Friday, saw the movie, and then on Friday night I saw it with my brother, and then on Saturday morning another group of friends wanted to go, and so we we saw that. I don't know why. I don't. I didn't like the movie the first time. Or the second time, or the third time. I don't like the movie now, so I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, you just don't have a lot of agency as a teenager. You're just no, like, and you're not going to say no to plans because I was like, well, what if no one ever wants to hang out with me again? Even though it was my best friend and my brother who like were like legally obligated to hang out with me, and they were into it too, so you had to stay. Yeah, we were all into like Resident Evil because it was like I don't know, I, I was a big fan of the games and shit. But you yeah. said you didn't like the movie. I mean, did they like the movie? Say, hey, we got to watch this again. No, it was with different people every time. That was the oh, thing. Might be. Every you, time was you with lie a different each time oh, and be like, I can't wait to see whatever this movie. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you a hundred dollars is a scene with a bunch of lasers. <laughs> Just when you think that's about to get away with it, he sure doesn't. <laughs> I was drunk in Vegas waiting for a fight, so. <laughs> I lived across the street. Hell yeah! Like, eh, there's nothing on. No, no games are on. I don't feel like gambling. Let's see what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Your friend just got his license, Marty. That's neat. That's yeah. That was neat. That was like a big deal in high school. Yeah, that's a huge deal in the guys' level. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm project. I'm I'm projecting because I didn't get my license until senior year of high school. So. Uh, neither did I. Oh, sorry. I was I was like a, I was young for my grade. Fuck yeah! I even when sorry, I'm still stuck on Resident Evil three times in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm that sorry. came to HBO and was on like nine times a day, you know how they would have like, oh, it's on at one o'clock. Oh, it's on at four mm-hmm. o'clock. It's on again yeah. at eight o'clock and again at one. Uh, even then, I think I saw it at most once in a day. Yeah. So I pr- I appreciate your dedication to all your different friend groups. You're a good a good friend, Marty. I mean, it could have been worse. I was looking at a list of other movies that month. It could I could have seen We Were Soldiers three times in 24 oh, hours. Oh, gosh. No, no. That wouldn't have been good. <laughs> I remember being really excited to see that movie because I loved mm-hmm. war movies at the time. Like, I thought they yeah. were all going to be like Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was like, wait, We Were Soldiers. George, you know what war that's about? I was like, oh, the Vietnam War is just like you're not going to like that movie. <laughs> and talk to 12-year-old me out of uh, pushing to see that at the theater. Yeah. Your dad knew never better because he had seen uh, Deer Hunter three times in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad knew better because he uh, he like got kicked out of school. I think I think it was like a, a financing thing where he just like couldn't afford school because he was like working full time, and he was just like, "Well, shit, I guess I'm eligible for the draft now." You know, and it's just like, "Hope my number doesn't come up." So like, I think he was also kind of like, "Yeah, I don't really want to revisit that time period." It was a little little dicey. I thought you were going to be like, he couldn't afford school, so he started paying for it in Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Starting and entering underground tournaments. 
God, we should we we should figure out a way to make the Deer Hunter a, a movie we could talk about because I've got a lot of thoughts about. It's one of my favorite like, comic well, book movies ever. Actually, yeah, Craven no, the Deer Hunter. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's one. It's just like there's not enough weddings in comic book movies that also mm-hmm. include war crimes. Um. <laughs> hey, Doctor Strange comes out in a week. Who knows? Multiverse of madness. Anything can happen. Yeah. That would be mad. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to run through the top five performing TV shows. I couldn't find like the Nielsen ratings for the exact week this movie came out, but this is for the year. Uh, Number one, CSI. It was in its third season. Number two, Friends, I believe in either its last or second to last or third to last season. Number three, Joe Millionaire uh, on its first run. Number four, ER. I think it still had like four or five years to go before it ended. Uh, And then number five was American Idol specifically on Tuesdays. So that's what we were watching at home between movies. I wasn't. I wasn't Don't, watching any TV. I wasn't watching any of that. Were there good shows that year? Did good shows exist? <laughs> Motherfucker, ER that's is really good. No. ER, is, <laughs> ER is really good. And I ER was 12. I was 12 ER. at the time, so I was watching a lot of Friends. And I guess ER is like fucking the, incredible, Aaron. And I guess like the actual like good, good stuff would have probably been HBO. Because that would have been like uh, The Sopranos like pre, and stuff. That pre, was, 2002 was Sopranos? I think by the good yeah. Yeah, I think there was some nine eleven stuff. Uh, I, I thought we remember. were still in like peak Arliss and Oz territory. And I like there was we never were, like peak Arliss territory. <laughs> Are you kidding? I actually oh, I used to make fun yeah, I used to make fun of Aaron for, for loving Arliss. I went back and started watching it again. That show is like legit good. I told um, you. That yeah, shit you Sanders. What? Yeah, that show is definitely ahead of its yeah. time. Also, like Sandra O's on it. She's fantastic on that show. Yep. I could do with a little less Robert Wool, but besides that, a uh, pretty good show. It's just him being you a can, sports agent and being weird as shit. You can replace me with Naps on the Arliss rewatch pod. <laughs> <laughs> Naps, you can have I think my You spot. should rewatch it, Marty. You are really. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched it the first time. Oh, so who are you to Chris? Who are you to criticize? Oh see yeah, like we never judge is. things without seeing them. <laughs> and really? we, should, we should do a spin-off show where we just rewatch old things. You just got to think of a good name for it. Um, going back, it. yeah, that's that's pretty good. I don't think I don't think yeah. anyone uses that. No. Um, in March of two thousand two, March twenty first specifically this week, number one Billboard Top one hundred, ain't it funny? Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule, incredible. Yeah. What a pair. Okay, um, for the list of songs I'm about to read, I do feel bad that Naps isn't here. Uh, number two, in the end, Lincoln Park. Not yeah. not that one specifically. That that feels more Marty and George. Number three, how you remind me, Nickelback. <sighs> number, I don't care that song. That song, like I turn that up when I hear it in the car. You know, like it's just, it's <laughs> such a fun song to to scream sing when you're driving. Uh, number four, Always on Time by Ja Rule and Ashanti. Incredible. Wow. Ja had it going, didn't he? Yeah. Was, this must yeah. be pre in the club, 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so 2002. So yeah. shit ended when 50 came uh, in the club. Yeah. yeah, that was like 2003. Like, I think I was in seventh grade when, been that, like, when that popped off. It been like late 02, 03. That's a good point. I lived in Maine, so it took a while for cool music to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, What's Love by Fat Joe and Ashanti. <laughs> that's right that's like a and off, lot, of, lot of duets too. yeah a lot of ashanti a lot of jaw yeah. yeah murder inc was on top at that minute oh god well this is after fast and furious too so he got a big boost from being on that soundtrack mm-hmm. 
They should bring him back to direct Fast no. 10. Now that Justin, yeah, Justin, Justin Lin Lin's out. Yeah. Ja, ja blew up when he was on that first Jay-Z track. Back in like... Yeah, but I'm saying like just him being in like a big like cult movie soundtrack like that. That helped mm. with, with people who wouldn't normally listen to Murder, Inc. He also wasn't so. tricked by an island Ponzi scheme yet. Yeah, this is before, <laughs> this is before, before Fire Fest. <laughs> I think he did the tricking. Let's burn through Kyle. Where were you when this movie came out? Um, I was sixteen. I think I, uh, much like Marty, probably didn't have my driver's license at the time. Um, as far as other context goes, I have no fucking idea. Um, I had not seen Blade Two until <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> How mad was Naps? Uh, she literally couldn't believe it. She's like, no, we've come on. We've, we've watched it before. <laughs> because like we've watched Blade before and then I leave the room and then she watches Blade 2 and Blade Trinity. I thought Blade 2 was the your first dance at your wedding was two hours to Blade 2. <laughs> Um, yeah, just the, the blood rave song from the first yeah. movie <laughs> just slowed down in acoustic um yeah and then we we walked down the aisle to eye against eye by uh most deaf and uh <laughs> I, I don't know who else he was uh <laughs> collaborating with on that <laughs> canoodling with yeah <laughs> which other rap rock artist marty what were you up to uh, actually no uh, fuck it just fuck got you. out of my i just got out of my 105th showing of resident evil in one week <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i forgot i, I forgot that beard, but i definitely didn't have a big beard then <laughs> i forgot that was the same story so okay moving on aaron yeah. you said you were in vegas waiting for a fight no 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 i was in vegas waiting for a fight when kill bill came out the first one. oh when kill bill okay because i sat in the theater three straight times. I didn't leave. I sat in the same theater and watched all three shows of it. But um, in 02, I was in uh, LA. I was um, pretty much hanging out, drinking, and working. And uh, Hell yeah. that was um, that was that, that year that uh, I see wanted to whoop my ass. That was <laughs> that was 02. <laughs> If you guys ever have the chance to call Aaron at like two o'clock in the morning and just catch up, uh, I'm to, I'm to the, our panelists, to people listening to the podcast, I highly recommend it. Dude, got stories for days. <laughs> I used to work at the Ritz Carlton Hotel in Pasadena, and I worked on one in Florida and the one in San Francisco, and dealing with all these celebrities and athletes at all these different things, you just get weird stories about them all. And L.A. That was Ice T and Kelly Who and Cedric the Entertainer and just a ton of people. It was crazy. Did all of them want to beat your ass or just Ice T? No, just Ice T. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else loved me. <laughs> my like one of my favorite stories about that. Like Aaron has just like such peculiar tastes. Like don't mention Maggie Gyllenhaal around him because he'll just go on like a tirade about how much he dislikes Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> 
but like the one thing I like never expected to hear was just like him being like, yeah. And then Sandra Bullock came into the hotel one day and she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in real life. Like just the oh, fact that you're just like so completely blown away by Sandra Bullock, but like absolutely hate Maggie Jinnall. Not that they're like, that they look similar or anything, bro, but just like getting like zero that. comparison, bro. You're yeah. But I'm just saying like getting, no. <laughs> getting like the utmost respect for Sandra Bullock while like the complete disdain for, for Maggie Jinnall. Talking to you is a ride. I fucking love it. Thank you <laughs> <laughs> for coming on the <laughs> do you think maggie gyllenhaal could have anchored speed <laughs> when you say anchored is that a she speed two reference speed or do you just... the same okay. the whole movie. <laughs> that wasn't a speed two reference but it could have been good i feel, feel like sandy's like the anchor of the movie it will anchor in a good way not an anchor in a bad way. i don't know how you think yeah. yeah you use it the right way no no okay good yeah that she wildcat was, she was the anchor of demolition man also hell yeah you should get her on the podcast yeah. george yeah, yeah you're right. I'll I'll just I'll just yeah. reach out to her. Yeah. Yeah. Judge yeah. Judge Dredd is a comic movie? book movie. So Oh man. There you go. Judge Dredd. Fuck, you said Demolition Man. She hasn't she hasn't you said she Demolition Man. You said Demolition Man. I was thinking uh-huh. Judge Dredd. They're they're eighty percent the same movie. But then you said Judge Dredd is a comic movie, and I'm like, it is. I mean, that is yeah. It is a comic movie, yeah. Yeah, how's that? Hey, what year did that come out? We have to do Judge Dredd. What year did that come out? Is that that was like nineties? I was in sixth grade, so I don't remember a whole lot. I don't think I saw any of those movies in theaters. I feel like I saw Showtime. I feel like I was most excited of all those movies to see Showtime when it finally came to HBO. Just because you didn't see Ice Age. I was. I did not see Ice Age in theaters. No, me either. Uh, yeah. I just remember like Trading Places was like one of childhood george's favorite movies of all time so i just kind of assumed every eddie murphy movie was like the best movie ever that's one of adult aaron's favorite movies of all time that's the- yeah and also like between that and like coming to america and yep. like we had like my grandparents had a laserdisc player and one of the few laserdiscs they had was like eddie murphy best of snl so like just oh watching gosh. that watching that every time i'd hang out at their place so the only movie from that list i was excited for was my dad Showtime. died having the best of Eddie Murphy videotape rented from Blockbuster. It was like that and cool runnings and Blockbuster never got them shit back. Cause it was like, Hey, <laughs> dad rented that- these. He passed. We keeping them. That's <laughs> amazing. Is and that we, why they, is that why they failed? I think that so. is why they failed. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> died with their merchandise and never returned. Yeah. Yeah. They should have been like uh, the libraries now, you know, wave the, the fees, <laughs> people yeah. bring shit back. <laughs> God, that'd be amazing that like, because remember like HBO would have like free preview weekends like once a year mm-hmm. and they would just like mm-hmm. let you do that. Like what if there was like like a gun buyback program, but for Blockbuster where it's just like, okay, this weekend only you could just drop off your movies, free no previews, free, ass, free gun buyback. <laughs> Everyone gets a Nestle Crunch. <laughs> Get your snow caps here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to the movie. Movie. Uh, summary of the movie. Blade is approached by his worst enemies with the promise of an alliance to hunt down a new, more powerful, and less reserved type of vampire that threatens to completely upend the status quo for humans and vampires alike. This movie, I. I had seen it. I, I texted you guys like, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. And then I saw two scenes where I'm like, oh, I definitely fucking saw this like years uh-huh. ago. Uh, Norman Reedus. Thank you for reminding me. Thank um, you, Scud. Yeah, Scud. Thank you, Scud. And Scud we trust. <laughs> Scud. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
2002, man. Um, this movie is way more of a horror movie than I remember, though. It was fucking awesome. This movie is so good. This movie is oh. great. Like, Blade was the apex predator in the first movie, right? So, like, it, that, I feel like, was very, very much an action movie. Mm-hmm. This one is still an action movie. And, like, the action scenes are probably, like, more competently directed and, like, just executed in this movie than the first one. But, like, there's just so much more weird shit happening in here because of Guillermo del Toro directing it. That's my guy. Yeah. Love Guillermo del Toro. Pan's Labyrinth. Devil's Backbone. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Elephant in the Room, and we're probably going to touch on this eventually, but um, yeah, his his socialist agenda in which he kind of infuses into all of his movies is very prevalent in this one, too. Mm-hmm. 100%. I was, I was disgusted, and I, I know I'm going to get doxed. <laughs> I know I'm going to get doxed to get yeah, I, I think he's a, a coward and a traitor to our country. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's Spanish? Our country? His country? <laughs> His socialist agenda. We're going to direct movies here. Sorry, wait, when you, were, when, you were talking about, when you were talking about a socialist agenda, Marty said 100%. Was that a bit, Marty? Or, or do you agree? That... I thought you were going towards the anti-fascist thing he has in all of his movies like the uh uh like pan's labyrinth like the the heavy anti-fascist and i thought you were just describing it as socialist for some reason and so i was like okay we'll see where this goes (laughs) yeah Yeah. roman's character yeah yeah Yeah. he eats it for a reason yeah Yeah. Uh, god God damn it i'm sorry do you do you think anyone saw the matrix who made this movie (laughs) <laughs> okay i'm glad you brought that up i could literally could not stop thinking about it in fact we're gonna i'm gonna jump ahead to a category that is uh, was this movie made too early too late or just the right time i think this was the last possible second you could have made this version of the movie this came out in 2002 matrix reloaded came out in 2003 and like reminded everyone about like the matrix there is so much fucking stolen from the matrix aesthetically in this movie. Like blade was always like in black leather. That's fine. Whatever. But the fact that everyone else is in like BDSM style, black leather suits, like in like the not quite third act fight, but I guess like end of the second act fight when they're going to the sewers to, Mm -hmm. to fight the reapers. And like, even like blade gets into like a little altercation with Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman says, tell me, do you blush? Which is like super racist, right? Like that was the point of of that comment. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm was asking if a black person can blush because I couldn't tell if it was oh. that or if it was like a vampire thing that I, I thought just it might have been a daywalker thing. I didn't realize yeah, I thought it was that. a daywalker thing. Yeah. I assumed I, it was just him being racist because his name was Reinhardt and they kept talking about pure bloods in the next scene. So right. I just assumed that they were, you know, Nazi vampires. And that's why I was letting Kyle's socialist shit slide for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh but like when blade like fucks him up like you know sh- has like that silver steak and does like all that hand shit and then oh, he like yeah. slaps like a, a bomb to the back of his head it's like literally in the matrix where like the jack into the matrix is right and, and so you just yeah. see like those little cybernetic thing right there and then they go to that club the house of pain which oh, my God. again like yeah. just all the pseudo bdsm stuff like it looked like a cross between clive barker and the matrix and just the idea of there being like this hidden world that you know absolutely nothing about, right? Which yeah. is like the the terrorist people in the Matrix who end up being like the heroes or whatever. But it's like 
all the aesthetics of like in the opening warehouse fight scene when Blade is like hunting them down and then they like escape to motorcycles, but they're all in like black clad leather. Like that looks exactly like Trinity, right? Like that looks exactly like Neo. Yeah. And so and they even yeah. Del Toro uses like bullet time and uses that sort of slow yeah. motion. And it is funny, the fight scenes too, it's a year before reloaded, but it does the same thing where the um the actors very clearly become video game characters. And then oh, revert CGI, back the yeah. actors in a oh, single yeah, shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which was something that you you didn't see in the first Matrix movie, but was like heavily used in two and three. Um, and, yeah. and I well, noticed that you know it's it's hard not to notice it at this period. I mean, that's they had to they totally redid the uh, the CG from the um, first from the first one because you remember mm-hmm. all the blood dudes are like cherry suits again, like you know. Yeah, and yeah. This this time it wasn't all the blood bubble or whatever. It would just spark into embers and burn, and so yeah, they would look like cartoons a lot when they did those this I, time. I did appreciate that uh, a lot of the the CG scenes that uh, that were used didn't look like PlayStation Two cutscenes. Right. Like they did them the first played. Yeah. Uh, some some of it looked a little like rubbery, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it was like especially when uh, there's that first scene where Blade is killing all the vampires and they're burning up and stuff. It's like you can actually get immersed in it a little bit. It doesn't look so yeah. um, comically weird. It's just like oh, this is actually looks pretty fucking good. This holds up. Yeah, Until and they the vampire like, ninjas come in there. Looking like yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, one of the things Del Toro brought was also a lot of, like, practical effects and, like, really yes. great uh, uh, makeup and costuming and sort of mannequins and stuff. Like, when they're when they're uh, dissecting the one. Oh, that autopsy table, scene. Like, yeah. That looks so cool. That, like, that when looks they would so split open and, like, cool. go just to latch on and, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then they show, like, yeah. inside, like, the, the venomous part of it is the little exactly. like, cloaca mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I don't the, know the what little sea enemy in its chin. Really quick, though, I think you're, you're totally right. I think they were really smart about the way they use CGI, CGI in a lot of the scenes. And so, like, Aaron, you're referencing, like, that ninja scene. I think that scene is still super fucking cool, like seeing them like oh, infiltrate cool. like Blade's base. But then like Blade turns on like the uh, the wall of lights or whatever. Yeah. And that was the first time we see like the CGI fighting. But like the fact that the camera, like the view, the field of view was so obscured by like this wall of lights. Mm-hmm. They were able to like hide like the details of the CGI. And so like yeah. they were really thoughtful in when they executed it until like the second and third act, but like all throughout yeah. the first, I, they did a great job of masking things. Yeah. I like, I, I like, I, even though they looked like Spider-Man and everything, I loved it. I thought it looked cool. I was like, yeah. Hey, that's a lot better than what there's also, the uh, there's a lot of moments of framing that uh, like Guillermo del Toro is, uh, uh, it's been like a lifelong uh, video game player. And there's a lot of framing that look like fighting games. Um, like they'll have like oh, straight on yeah, framing oh, yeah. of, of mm-hmm. one person on the left and one person on the right. Yeah. It looks mm-hmm. like, you know, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. And yeah. You got that They're in that finishing. opening scene with the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that works well. Yeah. There was that one scene where Blade just started beating the shit out of that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The direct yeah. homage to Street Fighter. He, yeah. he punched a wall <laughs> and he found like a turkey leg inside of it and <laughs> ate it and got some of himself back. <laughs> And then they went to Poland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it sounds like it was it was everyone kind of like positive uh, and like a little high, like revisiting this movie because like like I said, I didn't even remember seeing it 
I, I think I was like a little disinterested in this movie for whatever reason when it came out, but like I had a fucking blast going back and watching it again. I yeah, I, I, I think this movie's great. It. Yeah, I think this movie's great. Um, I like it better than the first one, and um, I definitely like it better than the third one. So, yeah, it is. It's very competent. I'll say mm-hmm. uh, it is also just like as a little time capsule. Uh, pretty fun revisit where it's just like, oh shit, like people are really just going all in on this very specific aesthetic. Like in this movie, being a vampire is married <laughs> to club culture and mm-hmm. like leather and sunglasses. Yeah. So, like I, when you, in this universe, when you get turned into a vampire, they put a leather jacket on you and wrap around <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah. Um, which uh, that combined with the soundtrack was just like, holy shit, like uh, <laughs> this looks great, but boy, oh boy, like it's hard to uh, forget exactly what year this movie was made. Yeah. Um, but I found it incredibly endearing. That's funny because I, I have a note that says, God damn, I miss techno and action movies so much. That was <laughs> Not me. I hated that shit so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like this film- movie. Go ahead, I'm sorry. At the time, filmmakers were just like, we found it. We found the fucking formula. We're yeah. doing rap-, <laughs> rap rock with our action movies yeah. from here on out, and that is it. And no one will ever get sick of this, yeah. What, 140 <laughs> BPMs on this song? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> just right. <laughs> Uh, one thing uh, I, th- I think the movie is really great at is it's um, ensemble is really strong and even like, like minor characters, like sort of the party members that Blade accumulates throughout the movie um, are all uh, some of them are really interesting. Like I like the Ron Perlman character and the Donnie Yen character and everything. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I think it's lacking from the first movie is I don't think it has that like Steven Dorff like mm-hmm. momentum of a villain. Um, Jared didn't like, I do think it the, for the you. Steven Dorff character in the first movie is like a right. pretty good bad guy and like a really charismatic shithead. Um, yeah. And I feel like in this, it's just sort of like a big bad. Although I will say the, um, I don't know the gentleman's name who plays the, the son of, uh, or the, the, the main bad guy, the, the apex. No Mac. Yeah. No, no Mac. Yeah. That guy, that's the same guy. If I'm not mistaken, that's the same guy from uh, Golden Army, correct? It is. From, yeah. um, that dude is fantastic to me. I don't know who that dude is. I don't know what else he's been in, but I know him from that. And every time I see him, I'm like, this dude is so perfect as a bad guy. And I just think he's he's excellent. I don't know that guy's name at all, but I liked him better than I like Stephen Dorff. Um. I like that guy and everything I see him in, but I can't think of how many things I've seen him in other than his name's Luke Goss. World What's his no, name? Yeah, literally, is, I think great. those things might be like the only things he's really known for. Guillermo loves him, and I'm like, we yeah. need to see him in more stuff. How is he not in the MCU some kind of way? This dude yeah, is. Why wasn't he the fire. fish man in that fish man movie that Guillermo del Toro made? Because <laughs> they had the other fish dude. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> shape, yeah, of they used, shape of water. They used the other shape weirdo that Del Toro's yeah. friends with. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. They, that was like actual used, Abe Sapien from Hell. They War, used the right? skinny like, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Doug Jones. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Kyle, it's really interesting you say that stuff about like the aesthetics of the vampires and like once you're turned, you're just given like a leather jacket. I think that's why like so purposefully, like 
the the reapers like this movie is about like a new strain of vampirism um that i get we could spoil shit right yeah it's my podcast yeah we're spoiling um a new strain <laughs> of vampirism too <laughs> yeah it's a good point <laughs> this is the 20th anniversary of podcast for blade 2 just don't um, spoil season one of 24 for me i want to make sure that everything <laughs> i, I want to make sure alicia cuthbert's all right <laughs> you are not gonna like season five um <laughs> so a new strain of vampirism begins when like vampires start like genetically modifying themselves to try and like overcome their weaknesses or whatever and i think it's so funny you mentioned that about like the the leather aesthetic which is a thousand percent true and that's why like the reapers all look kind of like homeless hipsters right like mm-hmm. uh, the fact that nomak is dressed in like kind of like a fur and like suede jacket and yeah. like wearing like a hoodie and shit like everyone mm-hmm. is dressed in like uh, I, I can't even think of it um like a like a tracksuit almost you know but like a not like a full like adidas tracksuit but it's just like oh he's got like a windbreaker jacket and like sweatpants on kind of mm-hmm. deal and so yeah. like they're just like visually so opposite to to the vampire aesthetic and like i wonder if that's like how they conveyed the threat where it's just like oh no we're like our own subculture you're this weird subculture we can't let you supplant our subculture yeah that was such a strange choice to me uh the fact (laughs) that um nomak or as i would prefer to call him by his first name jared which they mentioned at the very beginning um jared is that was his real name (laughs) uh Look it up. He is billed as Jared Nomack. Um, so he is. He's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damaskinos, the elder lord of the vampires, named his son Jared. Um, was that before but, the subway situation? The subway yeah, situation. Yeah, man. It was back when Jared was a hero, not when he was. Oh, okay. A yeah. Hero. So <laughs> I was about to say, wow. They were capitalizing on the popularity, which was positive at the time. Um, but he never really changes outfits throughout the whole movie. Like all the other mm-hmm. Reapers are like sometimes like shirtless and they're just little right. fucking golem freaks crawling around. Uh, Jared is always wearing approximately five layers mm-hmm. and like, having <laughs> these uh, robust like extremely dynamic fight scenes with blade just wearing like eight pounds of clothes it drove me a little bit crazy because i could tell like <laughs> or actually even looking at the imdb trivia it was like oh luke goss trained for 10 weeks straight doing like various martial arts to trim down to five percent body fat for the role it's like for what how would you ever <laughs> fucking know <Yeah. laughs> and then we wrapped yeah. him in sweaters like he just fell in a frozen river <laughs> <laughs> bundled up he really he looks like he's up, the most yeah. hungover person on a flight from london to new york <laughs> right like like he, he just looks like like someone from the band interpol who's like oh fuck i missed my flight i need to go i need to go catch this concert <laughs> uh, drinking a guru energy drink yeah. <laughs> as he opens up his mandibles <laughs> suck that shit down uh-huh. imagine sharing a sandwich with that motherfucker Ew. <laughs> uh aaron grade for the movie then grade for the movie now Great for the movie then, I would honestly give it, you know, a B. Great for the movie now, I give it like, a, I take that back. Great for the movie then, I give it a B plus. Great for the movie now, I give it a C. Like, I take that back. You know what? Because this movie, here's the thing. For me, for me, when it started yeah. off, it was slow as shit to me and I was not interested. 
I was so over all the Matrix look, like you mentioned. Rob Perman with that dumbass haircut that was a goatee or a beard that went all the way around the back of his head like a racial stripe. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, the everything was inside some rundown warehouse. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of watching a bunch of movies that's only in rundown warehouses or factories or blowing up shit in the middle of the street in, you know, a regular city, you know, pick some other mm-hmm. places, you know? And so I was over that shit. Not, I hate the music, of course. Couldn't stand <laughs> all the leather and the shades. But it took me to get to the set. Once I got to the second act, I was head over heels into it. I was like, okay, we talking now. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. second act on, that shit was an A plus to me. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that first part was so bad and I just couldn't, I almost fell asleep twice. And that's why I remember I fell asleep in the theater watching this thing. And I had to go back and see it again. with other Back friends. in 2002? Back in 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, you were so young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was living that life, G. I was out there. <laughs> I think I had just come back from... <laughs> I had just gone from a club or whatever. Like, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> Ice-T just threatened it. my life. Yeah. He never threatened me. <laughs> but, you know, he he mad dog me. Mean mother. It, it, imp- it implied threat. It. George, what's it the last movie threat. you fell asleep in? At theaters. Uh, the movie Push, like that Chris oh, Evans yeah. Chris superhero Evans movie, and, uh, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, that was the last yeah. movie I can remember falling asleep to. Yeah, um, yeah, I fell asleep uh, in theaters. Uh, I I fell asleep during one of the Fast and Furious movies, and I woke up and Helen Mirren had a gun, and I didn't know Helen Mirren was even in the movie. Fast <laughs> and Furious. Like, what? Yeah, it was like fast, like eight or something like that. And yeah. I woke up and was just like, did I, am I in several movies from now? Is this a different movie? Like, did the people <laughs> next to me not wake me up? But no, apparently just Helen Mirren <laughs> appeared in the movie. Mm-mm. No, I, I, I was, uh, for a minute there, I would fall asleep in movies if they weren't good. But yeah. I I gotten past that, you know, and I'll just leave now. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, you know, I fell asleep in this one and came back to it. And I remember what made me fall asleep because I almost did it again in that first, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. But so mm-hmm. I will give this I, I'm going to say this movie is a B. It's a fuck. Mm-hmm. It's a B. Because once you get to that second and third act, it, it's really good. And I see all the magic, everything I love with Guillermo del Toro, for sure. Do you like it uh, better as much or worse than the original Blade? Mm, good question. I think I like it better. Yeah. I think I like it. I think better. so too. Yeah. Because it was a I, long drought of with, without no ass whooping in that first Blade movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I feel like sequels thing. always have the benefit of not having to deal with the baggage of a superhero origin story. Like, that's why I think Spider Man 2 works so well compared to Spider Man 1. I love Spider Man. Wait, wait, wait. Which Spider Man yeah. 1 and 2? You talking about Tom yeah, Holland? Fuck, or? Un- fuck Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uh no no I'm talking yeah I'm talking uh no uh original Toby. uh Toby, Toby Maguire yeah okay. I mean the the smartest thing the MCU did was never just never do an origin yeah. story yeah my thing I loved Spider Man one that was mm-hmm. hands down my favorite one until we got the Tom Holland stuff yeah um, yeah but um I don't know I always like the origin story I like seeing that part of it seeing the yeah. way they do it and you know if you like HBO shows you got to be committed to 
some boringness to set everybody up before it gets going. So mm-hmm. I, that's that's just who I am as a person. I have no problem watching the setup. But for some yeah. reason, this one took forever for me on this one. It's like, hold on, we already know who Blade is. We mm-hmm. already came from the first one. Let's get to the ass whooping. We need. It is funny because it almost seems like a part, like a partial reboot. Like it seems mm-hmm. like it could be like a partial. We got a new director. It's it's a couple of years later. Can we kind of just like gloss over? They even you know in the first scene they bring Chris Christopherson back as Whistler. Right. Do they, they like don't that. really acknowledge what happened with the the no. lady from the first movie? Like yeah, what happened to baby girl? What yeah, where's she going? Yeah, yeah. Although I do like her replacement, but then you know she burns uh, out, which is cool as shit. Nessa, yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck, this movie does like one of my favorite things that action movies can do, where it's just like, oh, you remember everything you hated about the enemies you fought in the first movie? Well, now you got to team up with them. And it's like, that's just just such a dumb, simple premise that made me so fucking happy to like see. Because I feel like I haven't seen that in like at least 15 years. And I like, I like the zoom out. Um, I think a good sequel says all right we've already done all the 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 table setting we can zoom out and uh show you more of the world and i think this movie does a really good job of it i like that too i always like that marty me more of the world yeah 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 uh marty grade good job of that sorry aaron didn't mean to cut you no no uh marty grade for then grade for now uh a minus then b now I also think I think I said I like this one better than the original. I don't think I do. I think this one's better than the original, but I think I like the original better. Okay. I agree. I think I think the first one established a lot of trends, and I think this one follows a lot of trends, mm-hmm. like just like of the era. Like I feel like the first one Dude, set a whole bunch of rules. That is a for... perfect way to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm I'm leaning towards the first one a little more too. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle, grade for then, grade for now. Um, yeah, totally agree with uh with what you just said. It's it's crazy to me that the matrix came out one year after the original blade and then (laughs) but this one came out three years after the matrix and it's just like holy shit what what happened during those four years um (laughs) and transporting myself back to then when i didn't see this movie somehow but i fucking lived for the matrix loved blade um i i think uh 16 year old kyle would have given probably given it a, a b plus then um mm-hmm. and i'm gonna give it a, a c plus now because it is like i said totally competent um but it definitely doesn't let you forget uh what year it came out and um yeah i was uh wesley snipes is just such a charismatic motherfucker in this movie really uh, yeah he um, really carries the movie He's yeah, always yeah. been that way. He's fuck. He's fire. He's amazing. Well, um, he's not always like that way. He's not that way in Blade Three. <laughs> oh, okay. I take that back. You're right. I stand corrected. I mean, uh, as far as him being charismatic, you're right. He got a long track record of knocking things out the park. But I don't remember Blade Three. Blade he very much did not want to be in that movie. Did not like those folks. Yeah, when did Blade Three come out? Two thousand five or six? Yeah, two thousand four. Two thousand four. Wolf yeah. Bowsers. those two years. <laughs> yeah. I just moved to San Francisco then. Yeah. We were in <laughs> the guys... midst of the Jessica Biel-assance. That was Yeah. The Hulk. That was when that Hulk <laughs> movie came out. 
the first one. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have you. We're gonna have you back to talk about the Hulk. We need to talk about that soon. Um, Please do. Hulk is my favorite. Everything. Did you guys watch Entourage? Like, do you remember Entourage? Shit, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay, so there was a. <laughs> So no. So, so the lead the lead character Vince <laughs> the lead character Vince uh kind of like put it all on the line and tried to impress James Cameron so he could be in in Aquaman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was like a huge big success. It was like the biggest superhero movie of all time. And then um I guess James Cameron like backed out for the sequel or whatever and mm-hmm. Vince was like still on the hook to be in it. And then Vince was just like talking to Ari, his agent, and he was just like, well, who's directing the second one? Like, if it's not James Cameron, like, they're going to get a big guy, right? I mean, like, this was like this, the most successful superhero movie of all time. And uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Ari just goes, uh, yeah, they got a big guy. Yeah, uh, it's Kevin Smith. And then immediately after he says that, Eric just goes, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's what happened with, with Wesley Snipes between two and three, where it's just like, oh, we got Guillermo del Toro to direct like this, this you know, horror feature, like a uh, guy who kills it. Just like, who's directing yeah. the third one? Uh, David Goyer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, just wrote the first two Blade movies, but doesn't hasn't directed yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before our next category, I want to talk about that really fast. David Goyer interesting career the guy is a comic book writer the guy is a video game story consultant the guy is a film producer film writer and film director mm-hmm. uh he's written some movies that i consider absolute bangers like he wrote the first blade he yeah. came up with the story for blade 2 and wrote blade 2 uh he begins. wrote Batman begins which is like fucking incredible that movie rules and then he wrote jumper yeah. okay and then yeah. he did the dark knight the story for the dark knight and the nolans wrote that and then he did ghost rider spirit of vengeance uh, okay and then he did the story for dark knight rises which again really like and then he did man of steel and now he's just kind of like wrapped up right in in like the the dc movies but uh, god there was just something in the air with him in the early to mid 2000s that i feel like yeah before all those he did thing. uh he wrote dark city which was incredible. Oh, fuck. Like, that's right. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland and a bunch of buildings becoming other buildings at night. Wow. Oh, shit. And he also, he did The Crow, City of Angels. <laughs> oh, the second one. I yeah, remember that one. one. Um, It was fine. It wasn't as good as the first one. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, fewer fewer fatalities while filming. So that's a plus. Yeah, that's that's always something to look forward to. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I'm really excited for Rust 2. Because there will be fewer fatalities than there were on the set of Rust 1. Okay, Marty. Glad you got that joke in. Uh, Best line. (laughs) George, I'm not joking. I'm really excited. (laughs) Um, uh, Next next segment. Best line. Um, When Blade rescues Whistler, how do you feel? Like hammered shit. I just, yeah, I don't know. Just think about Chris Christopherson saying hammered shit that I really liked. He's really good. Yeah, Chris Christopherson. How long was I gone? Months? Too long, says Blade. Mm-hmm. Then Chris Christopherson's like realization, years. You know, just like putting it together about like how long he was out of the game. Uh, when they're talking about vampirism, the old Nosferatu looking vampire, which I fucking love, by the way. I love that like Stefan Dorf was like, you know, just like a good looking, like attractive dude vampire. And he was like the big bad. And then in the next movie, Guillermo Tor is like, no, 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 no. We need to go back to German expressionism forms of vampires and just show the <laughs> fucking gnarliest looking old white man we can. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with that character in particular, too, we'll get back to lines in a second. But like you guys remember in uh, the original Home Alone movie, how like Kevin McAllister picks up that photo of Buzz's girlfriend and just goes woof. 
the director mm-hmm. said like i can't do this to a girl like i can't ask like a young girl to take a photo to be like made fun of in this movie so they got like a friend of, of the actors to like put on a wig and like pretend to be a girl so like he could be made fun of and i wonder like for for the casting of like the old man vampire do you think like oh we can't cast an old man for the sake of being ugly like we have to make up this person like we don't want to just like sit there and belittle an old man because the makeup on him in particular was fucking incredible i didn't believe that he like i thought it was an old man with like a little bit of makeup i didn't know it was like someone in their 20s or 30s with a shit ton of makeup on because it looked yeah really i good. didn't know that i I definitely thought it was just like Guillermo del Toro's a bunch of weird friends. And so like yeah. outside of like <laughs> skinny dude from shape of water, he's also got like ugly old dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Just keeps him on deck. <laughs> I, I keep him in my back pocket for when yeah, I really need him. My, you my time you come on over here for the shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that? You haven't seen sun in 32 years. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see next line uh, when Blade is like being introduced to like the evil team of vampires that are now his friends and he's talking to Reinhardt and like Reinhardt says like the uh, my friends and I are wondering do you blush line and then Blade just like owns the moment and is just like oh I get it you guys seeing the daywalker like ooh, it's so exciting <laughs> isn't it yeah and I feel yeah. like that line was used in like every single blu-ray commercial after it that was. right yeah. where yeah. they were talking about like yeah. new technology and it would just cut to him saying "Ooh, so exciting and also that gift just fucking rules where it's just wesley mm-hmm. snipes like condescendingly going "Ooh, so exciting like shrugging his shoulders mm-hmm. <laughs> uh next line uh what do you think blade sounds like a good plan what do you really think they're gonna fuck us the first chance they get (laughs) (laughs) he like really gave a shit in this movie in a way that you're right he just didn't in the third and it's kind of disappointing yeah uh the next next line when they're talking about um like the pheromones they get for the reapers Mm -hmm. and ron perlman just says they want us to spray some suck puppies nut juice on us (laughs) (laughs) i just (laughs) thought that was pretty funny um when they're going through the sewers hunting down the reapers uh they break into like small groups and it's ron perlman and whistler and uh this guy named chupa don't worry we're gonna get into like the names of those characters because we gotta we gotta spend some time with that but it's vince from fast and furious oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's weird yeah the weird jealous boyfriend or not boyfriend but the weird jealous friend and from the first one yeah from um (laughs) yeah what happened to family yeah Whistler's walking around with like the flashlight on and uh, Ron Perlman comes up and closes that he says we're trying to attract them not scare them away and he just goes some of us can't see in the dark you fucking nipplehead (laughs) 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 which I'm gonna remember uh, when whenever I see my my friends who shave their head for whatever reason I'm just gonna start calling them nipplehead Blade talking to all of the, the the reapers saying you obviously do not know who you are fucking with that was just like yeah. a peak of his powers. That was just him like commanding the most screen presence. I think that's, like in the entire. That's my movie. number one, yeah. far and away, actually. Yeah. And final one, uh, when it's revealed that Scud was the betrayer all along. If you can't trust a guy named Scud, who can you trust? Uh, he <laughs> says, "You heard cue ball. They're all going to be daywalkers soon. When that happens, I'd rather be a pet than cattle." And those are those are the best lines I could find in the movie. Um, not as not as memorable, but probably more enjoyable than the first one, just like dialogue wise. Like yeah. nothing will top some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Like that's yeah, sure. yeah. 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 
that and the what the, the fuck gif uh like yeah. I, I think those are like the two like m- most unimpeachable moments from the blade franchise probably but i think his delivery of the uh you do not know who you are fucking with line is like yeah that 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 delivery like stuck with me as soon as that line was coming up i like it triggered it in my head and i'm like oh i like what's coming up and then yeah mm-hmm. i think it might not be the best line but my favorite moment in the entire movie is when Scud, you know, reveals he's, uh, you know, he he's the betrayer, or what have you, and mm. that you know the, you know, hey, it, it never worked, you know that the the, the thing <laughs> yeah. never worked. Yeah, Blade oh, tries to I knew you were full of shit from a yeah, long time yeah. ago, and yeah, it does work. <laughs> and he like clicks it and blows that dude to bits. That was, that was so satisfying. I, I hated that dude the entire movie. I don't like that dude in anything he's been in. And to watch him get blown up into pieces like that, man, that might be my favorite Blade moment of any Blade movie. Man, what about uh, Norman Doc Saints too? All Saints, Day. yeah. <laughs> He's also uh, like really good I friends with like Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Guillermo does like, the shit. He was in. And Mimic. take away from his talent. He was in Guillermo's Dude, first movie, Mimic, and then he was yeah. in this, and then. Don't uh, remember him was... from Mimic. I only remember the monster, which was dope. He, th- th- I mean, that's the only thing you should remember with that's right but he was supposed to be the main <laughs> character of the silent hill reboot that uh guillermo del toro oh, was gonna you. do with with the silent hills yeah silent hills with an s <laughs> yeah. yeah ended yeah, up in death shit to me i don't yeah. like him in anything it's also crazy that it seems like after this because he had boondock saints and then this and i feel like he ghosted for a decade and yeah. then he came back and made infinite money on the walking dead yeah, yeah. and then Mind he blowing. did that wild ass video Mur- game right with all with the crazy uh visuals that's Stranding. Yeah, that's Stranding yeah. one, Kyle. Oh, yeah. Also yeah. starring Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Full circle. Yep. <laughs> Some good buddies making art together. Yeah. <laughs> what it's all about. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, Marty, quick gun to your head. Was this movie made too early, too late, or just the right time? Dude, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. Like if this were if this came out after the second Matrix movie. I think this would have like had a lot of egg on its face, but mm-hmm. I think yeah. by sneaking in right in that window, you know, between the first and second, uh, second matrix movie, uh, I think you, you put it perfectly where it, you know, this was the latest you could have so easily done your homework on the bus from the first <laughs> matrix. <laughs> Aaron, what do you I think? Agree. That's you said best. Perfect yeah. time. Perfect oh. time. Yeah. Like uh, I, I said it best, and then Marty said it better with homework on the bus. I'm like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> I no oh longer God. said it best. Took a hot beat and made a hot song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle, any thoughts on that? Yeah, maybe uh, one year too late. Would have been uh, just <laughs> incredible. They, uh, for maybe much... 01 would have been right on time. Huh? Yeah, there we go. It's, uh, before 9-11. That's definitely time. Um, <laughs> For how much um, of the, like, horror elements they pull in from, like, zombie stuff, uh, like the the way the Reapers attack and kind of swarm you um, and, like, turn people, uh, like, I feel like that uh, obviously picked up a ton of momentum later with 28 Days Later and then all of the other shit that happened after that. So in, in that regard, it did, uh, it did kind of nail that... Um, particular like bit of storytelling for horror that's a great point was this the first time we saw fast zombies yeah mm. yeah damn 
Guillermo yeah, adding was, to yeah, the lore. Yeah, this was before 28 Days Later, and yeah. Guillermo That's a good it. point. And also, it is, you know, it, it's easy to forget because we get a million superhero things a year, but the only Marvel thing between Blade and this was the first X-Men movie, right? Yeah. 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 So this was, because this came out a few months before Spider-Man, I believe. I think Spider-Man. Yeah, this was this was like a month and a half before the first Sam okay. Raimi Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you you still didn't have all the greater superhero baggage yet, um, and so again, at the time, like between Blade, X-Men, and Blade again, like it, it, you'd almost be like, oh man, Marvel's like feels like Marvel's making some pretty good movies. And then you get Spider-Man, and you're like, oh, they'll never they'll never miss, and then <laughs> you get some misses. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I think I'm more excited to cover the misses with you guys. Like, we still got a bunch of movies to talk about on the podcast. Like, I, I want to talk Spider-Man with you. I want to talk Spider-Man 2. Oh, we got to talk X-Men 2. I really want to talk about Ang Lee's Hulk. And then, like, I'm actually, like, kind of excited to get into, like, Fantastic Four and Ghost Rider. Like, I'm like, actually really like excited. like, the Punisher and Electra. Oh, fuck. I f- forgot about the Punisher. Yeah, uh, Aaliyah signed up specifically for Daredevil. She's really excited to do that mm-hmm. movie. Um, oh, I'm sick. I I'm sick that day. Oh, perfect. He's on sick Monday. Yeah, I've diarrhea that day again. <laughs> <laughs> Although our rated cut isn't bad, the director's like... cut of Dur- of Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because it has Coolio in it. It does have Coolio in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love my homeboy as Kingpin in that movie. I, I didn't. Hate oh, him. he's so Michael good. Clark Duncan. He's so, so good. They took him and used him in the Spider-Man cartoon that MTV Which was, was one doing. of the dopest things I had ever seen that Spider-Man cartoon. It was so yeah. good. That was the one MTV did. Yeah, the the cell shaded yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, what was the movie missing? I've only got one note for what the movie was missing. I think the relationship between Blade and Nyssa uh, wasn't really developed. Like, he really mm-hmm. cares about her, but, like, I don't really see why. There's, like, a couple yeah, awkward scenes from, where yeah. she, like, where she, like, walks in on him, like, using the serum, and, like, it feels like she's walking in on a drug addict. That's, like, one of my favorite things uh, Guillermo del Toro did was, like, he framed that scene where, like, Blade was the bad guy for using the serum, and, like, they were the good people for, like, doing traditional like vampire vampirism or whatever. Uh, But besides that, I just like don't, I didn't understand why he cared about her besides her being gorgeous and like a great fighter, which like you could actually see like the respect he had for after like their first fight scene. Cause she was like one of the vampire ninjas from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Her and that, uh, that black man whose name escapes me right now, but like he was so fucking cool in that scene. (laughs) They were so good in that opening, that opening infiltration scene. Assad. Assad, like, thank hey, you. You're not right. bad. <laughs> yeah, but it was just it seemed like there was like a mutual respect between them, which like yeah. I, I think that carries, but like it really seemed like a romantic interest by the end of the movie, and I just yeah. didn't really understand why. And so that's the only thing I've got for what was missing. There was a uh initially supposed to be a, a sex scene written in for Nissa and Blade, and I'm uh, I'm real glad that did not that's make it. That's the only thing in. missing from a Wesley Snipes movie. Wesley Snipes always hitting something. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley don't miss. This might be the only move I've ever seen without him cutting something up. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Major League would have been much better if uh, William Mays Hayes fucked Dorn's wife instead of Charlie Sheen. Ooh, that, that that was the only thing missing movie. from that movie. <laughs> that's a different movie. Roger Dorn coming to the locker room with a gun at that time. He ain't... Yeah, look, enough of this <laughs> Olay no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I got some questions about the movie logic. 
what do vampires do? Because they really just look like they do drugs and count money, which seems oddly petty and human. Like I'm just thinking about like that opening scene where Blade is like trying to track down Whistler, and he's like in that you know the first of 18 warehouses they go to, and they're doing like blood cocaine. Like it's cocaine with just like a little bit of blood in it. You know, like it just doesn't seem that different than like a Punisher movie. It's yeah, just bloody like, cocaine. And then getting like spine tattoos or whatever, like having their back yeah. opened up. And, yeah. yeah. What do they? But what do they I mean, do? I, they feel <laughs> they like their best they life. feel like trust fund babies, kind of like trust yeah. fund babies who are just going out and like you know partying their nights and weekends away. Um, mm-hmm. and then I assume that eventually dries up, and then they die in the sun, like Maybe. regular trust fund babies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they just they don't rave? Try to create more vampires and take over the world with them. Get Those guys didn't seem like they were trying to do that. As food, yeah. When they, as they as they get older, mm. <laughs> Cal, you're Instead joking, but I die. think they do like literally just rave. Like I think that's all they fucking do. Like it's they, just like Coachella every single night for them. They <laughs> rave until dawn, and then they go back into their slumber, and then yeah. time to rave again. So they're just a bunch of slimy Andrew WKs. Yeah, they're just <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and they love the blood on the nose, just like Andrew WK. But like all they really do, like they're just like the id, right? Like they're they're just they just exist to like experience pleasure. Like I just beside like we see like a hierarchy, right, in terms of like structure and like society for them, like with with the the council that Steffendorf kills in the first movie, and then with fucking Nosferatu in in this movie, but mm-hmm. like. Besides that, I'm just like, but what do they, but like, what do you do? Like, it's like an NFT <laughs> where like, so like, you just can't explain the value to me. Like, I understand what it is, but like, I don't understand why it's important. Do you, do you think you had this question twice this year? And the second time was in December when the two towers came out and that one orc said, looks like meats back on the menu. And then you were like, is it, a, do they have restaurants? <laughs> like, what, like, what does that look like? <laughs> It's like they're uh, the. I don't think I thought about that. It's like the blood bank that they show at the beginning. Just Mm -hmm. like, oh, you can. uh, That man who's dressed like a uh, medieval peasant is like, you can come and you can donate as much as you want. It doesn't even matter where you get the blood from. It's like, yeah, but that's just food collection for (laughs) vampires. That's just a pantry, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but like our vampires. Are, yeah, are vampires just like a welfare state? Like, like what, like what is actually like what is their what what's their economy, right? Because all they do is just drink and kill homeless people and party, and right? Like that's cheeto. Yeah, and <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we I think we've tapped out this this question. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> um, if being bit by a vampire stops the aging process. How pissed do you think that guy was that he got bit after he started balding? Like the little, like the, the person that Guillermo del Toro like tracks down in the beginning and then eventually kills in like the yeah. final scene. Yeah. Just like, fuck, you guys couldn't have bit me when I had hair everywhere. Yeah. Why wouldn't he yeah, shave but... his head like Ron Perlman? Why the fuck are you going to keep all that mess? Yeah, That's two crazy. nipple heads. Yeah, he didn't want to get sick burned as Nipplehead by Chris Christopherson, <laughs> one of the highway I really, men. I really think Reinhardt, like Ron Perlman's character, I really think he was just like an actual skinhead. Like, I think that's why he did that. Like, they were all talking about pure blood shit. Uh, other questions. Uh, which of these members of the Blood Pack has the coolest name? The uh, The candidates are Lighthammer, that fucker who got bit and didn't tell anyone. Mm. 
uh, his girlfriend Verlaine Priest, the Scottish or Irish guy, I cannot remember, just not British. Snowman, the deaf samurai. Chupa, which is uh, Spanish for sucks, by the way, just so we're 100% clear. And then Reinhardt. That was the blood pack. I think I, th- I think I like Snowman the most, not just because he was quiet, but uh, like I, he was like signing in some scenes. I thought that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah, and Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen's incredible. He was the the blind Jedi in Rogue One, yeah. or oh, yeah, Donnie Yen's whatever he was. Yeah, all all the Ip Man movies Man. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. He he uh, apparently did a bunch of the fight choreography for this movie. I know he, uh, I, I didn't know that, but um, I know, I think he's like an understudy of Yuan Ping who did uh, Crouching Tiger and, and the Matrix. He was the, like, uh, mm. you know, the, the renowned Hong Kong choreographer of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that. Yep. I hate uh, all those names. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> Maybe they're, if those I are all choose. stuck uh, in the 90s, right? I think yeah. Snowman's cool. That might yeah. be I, the only one, yeah. Yeah, everyone else, it's, uh, I mean, I got excited when they were like, and this is your elite special ops team, the Blood Pack. And everyone is standing around just like, too cool to be bothered <laughs> with even being introduced. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was very satisfying to see how bad at fighting all of them were, except for <laughs> Snowman. <laughs> they all needed those big ass guns that they carried with them. I'm like, how y'all get up in this club with these big ass guns? Yeah, yeah, like, God, dude. they were like, oh, they've been training for two years to take you down, and he's just like, two years, like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, two with all those, <laughs> with all those cheesy uh, code names, was it a breath of fresh air when we met Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, down Jared. to Thanks. earth. Thanks for keeping it real. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Yeah. Um, no. Next question. Every vampire is beautiful. So how come when they're in the House of Pain, like that that nightclub they go to, how come no one notices these weird decaying humanoids that just mm. look like they've been dead for twenty years? Right. Like because like, the point of being a vampire is you you look young and preserved forever, yeah. unless you're Nosferatu from you know the dad in the beginning. But there's just like all these fucking bumpkins who like are not dressed like anyone else in the club, and like no one notices. <laughs> I mean, when you like back when I used to like go out to places that weren't jackalope, uh, there would I feel like there would always be like one person where in the back of your mind you were like, Why are you here? <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened? Well, um, it's like when like a finance guy came in a jackalope, it's like, Dude, Do you know where you are? <laughs> like, yes, we're about to yeah. put on uh, we're about to put on all I want for Christmas is you. It is August, like, you do not want to be here in a suit right now. <laughs> Or like, uh, yeah, or like some someone's like, oh, my dad's in town. And I had to bring him, and I'm like, oh, I, I apologize oh, yeah. for everything you're about to see. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let your dad see the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you dust off the tools and bring out the yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I remember bringing my mom to a trivia you hosted, Marty, and mm-hmm. uh, we won best team name, and. Uh, she won a shot of fireball and she's like, George, I, I can't do whiskey. I was like, I think you'll like this whiskey. And yeah. she has since become like such a, a fireball proponent. She just like mm-hmm. texts me and she's just like watching the sunset, having a fireball. I'm like, <laughs> that's really sweet. Oh, it's like, good, good job, Marty. Good job. Uh, when are you going to tell her that it's actually cinnamon schnapps that's just marketed as whiskey? <laughs> oh God, I didn't even know that. So I need a couple. I need a, like at least a year to process that information myself. Isn't it like straight out Goldschlager? 
And then like the uh, without, uh, without the vodka. Yeah, I'm just saying the flavor. <laughs> but it's like the exact same texture and flavor. Is it really not whiskey? I mean, I guess it makes sense because it is just like it's sticky. Cinnamon. It's like sticky, yeah. sticky hot. Yeah, so it is just, is yeah. sorry, Kyle. I hate to put you on the spot because you work at a bar, but like the the Jack Daniels honey is that that's technically whiskey, right? I uh, yeah, I mean, it's technically it is, shit, but yeah, hey, it's you, whiskey with like a, sh- a shitload of honey syrup because the yeah. proof is like way down as well. I think it's only like thirty five percent alcohol, and Jack Daniels proper clocks in at forty percent, but mm, Fireball gotcha. is like. 30%. It is straight up mm-hmm. just cinnamon schnapps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, three more questions. Uh, Whistler calling out Blade getting close to Nyssa and then Blade, <laughs> Blade saying to Whistler uh, that like, oh yeah, well you spent years running around with the enemy. Like, what does that say about you? That just felt weird to me because when we found Whistler, he was like literally in like a fucking Matrix tube. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the imagery from the Matrix, but like he literally had to like eject him from like a fucking back from, tank from a bunch from... of black or like a red goo. Yeah. 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 And cut the hoses off of him and shit. Yeah. 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 Um, Unreal. Yeah, I thought I thought that was weird. I did like how the movie um made Whistler seem unreliable. Like yeah. even when and Norman Reedus like tries to throw him under the bus when he's like this dude fucking like disappeared in the middle of the fight. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he's like, well, I had to fight a bunch of dudes myself. So I think it does. Even on the rewatch, I was like, oh, was Whistler like, does Whistler turn in this movie for some reason? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's he's it's misdirection. Right. Yeah, that's cool. One more question. When they're going through the sewers, uh, how does Blade notice like a top row of teeth on the ground, but doesn't notice a giant? pile of bones four feet away from the teeth like like the he sees like a top row of teeth like it just like a stolen piece of gums basically with teeth in it and he's just like what is this doing here and then he looks over to his left and there was just like literally a pile of human detritus just like growing out of the ground and he's just like oh fuck that's here too um not really like a big question but just something i was like how did that happen that's fair yeah Uh, what did this movie change? Like, do you think this did anything for the comic book adaptation genre of, of movies? Because I got to be honest, I don't really think it did. I think the first one probably did more. Like, the first one was like a proof of concept that like movies could be adapted from comics. This one, I feel like it was just trying to show that like these properties have legs and it's just like not a, a one off. But then they kind of stumbled the the lead they had with the third one and like there's parts of the yeah. third one i like I, I do like ryan reynolds he does say the line cock juggling thunder cunt in that movie and like i've remembered that since i saw the movie you know it's like that's saying something if you remember a phrase 17 years later or whatever but besides that i don't think that movie is particularly remarkable and i don't think this one's particularly remarkable either but i do think it's enjoyable so do you guys think that this movie changed anything for the genre no, I don't. I don't think it changed anything, uh, but I do think it set an early cadence that a good director can take a comic book movie and not feel like you have to dumb that person down. Like that person mm-hmm. can sort of express themselves, and uh, it's not like that was a new idea because uh, Richard Donner did it with Superman, and and Tim Burton did it with uh, Batman and Batman Returns, and then despite all of his problems, like, you know, Brian Singer was coming off usual suspects yeah. when he did uh, X-Men. Uh, and it's funny. Cause that is a thing. 
And then obviously we got Sam Raimi afterwards, but that is a thing that I feel like went away for a while, at least in those Marvel movies. Like they never paired those Marvel movies with like an acclaimed director. Mm, Um, They tried to right? like Ant-Man was supposed to go to Edgar Wright. And then yeah, differences. Well, I would say once they got into the MCU, like uh, I think the first Thor movie is really boring, but like Kenneth Branagh is a inspired choice. Yeah, on paper, it's, on paper, movie it's on the right paper. call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like Favreau has proven himself since Iron Man as clearly the right choice. Um, yeah, he but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I think it, it's it's almost like in the same vein as like Christopher Nolan taking Batman movies. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, I think it's cool that uh, Del Toro has this, you know, and it was his stepping stone to Hellboy. Hellboy. Well. I love yeah. his Hellboy and, movies. Yeah, and Hellboy yeah. too. I think it's great. Yeah. That's that Hellboy, might be my favorite of them. Yeah. yeah. Hellboy is not a Marvel movie. I think I really want to talk about that movie on this podcast because I fucking Hell, love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, any thoughts? Aaron, Aaron voiced his opinion. He said, "No, this didn't change anything." Marty mm-hmm. gave his. Any any thoughts on it? Um. You know, maybe at the at the time, just kind of um, unremarkable. Uh, yeah, just there to kind of bridge the gap to uh, the best of the three, Blade Trinity, really, and uh, <laughs> launch the careers of Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel for approximately two years. And um, Pat Oswalt. Oh, oh come on! Is not Triple that, H in it too? And Triple H. Yeah. Wow, okay, well, Triple H. He was already there. I guess now is also the time to say I have not seen Blade Trinity, so uh, <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad for spoiling all these things. Where if you would have watched it, you'd have been like, "Why is Whoa. he here?" <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give it an honest watch too. I'm gonna give it a fair, honest watch. It's on Netflix. If I like yeah. it. I know. If I like it, I'm gonna talk about it. You know that. Future plans for the franchise. Uh, the new MCU Blade begins filming this July. I I don't want to say I'm like not optimistic because like it's a movie. Like I don't give a shit if it's good or not. <laughs> like I'll I'll be honest. Like you know everyone's always just like I'm worried about this video game that's coming out. It's like really I don't I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. like I, I don't understand. Put money down on it. I don't know. It's yeah. Um. It doesn't really affect me like if it's good or bad like if it's bad like I'll, I'll get over it it's fine um i just i can't imagine a blade that's not rated r and i know that there was that blade show that lived short-lived on on fx i never watched yeah, that show um honestly because it was tv and i was like it's not rated r so like how could this right. possibly be as good as the movies like that's like my it's only on like, fx though fx is different Snowball, yeah, that's a good point. But, but ba- okay, but this was two like 2006 FX, 2008 FX, right? Yeah. Wasn't it back then? Yeah, it was like way before Mad Men and Breaking Bad and that. And so mm-hmm. I just like it's one of those things where like you know how like the old GI Joe cartoon like you know Cobra would be like flying yeah. a helicopter and GI Joe would shoot the helicopter and you would like have to see the the Cobra person jump out and activate their parachute before it could like mm-hmm. cut away. Yeah, right. yeah. Like that's oh, wait, the only thing on... where I'm like, that's fucking lame if they do shit like that in in a Marvel like MCU Blade movie. But it was it, wait, it was FX. It wasn't AMC. I it think it was FX. FX. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm about in... to say Mad Men wasn't on FX. Yeah has has yeah, it I'm already, already been de- dummy? <laughs> has it already been decided that the new Blade with Mahershala Ali is going to be PG thirteen, or is that just speculation? 
The only thing I've seen about this movie is that it's got like a production title called like Perfect Imprints, like from its production studio. That's literally the only thing that's come out, except that Mahershala Ali is supposed to be in it. Uh, and it starts filming this July. So like we just we know dick about it, basically. And that Morbius might make his way into it. <laughs> let's let's get that weirdo in here. Yeah, uh, apparently the writer of Blade 2, David Goyer, he wanted Morbius to be in Blade 2. But the Marvel exec said, no, 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 we're saving him for his own franchise. And then 20 years later, they made good on that. <laughs> that's actually, I'm not going to let y'all sit here and blaspheme, okay? <laughs> Morbius is not that bad, man. Y'all got to stop <laughs> hating on it. I, I was looking up trivia about the movie, and apparently when they were fighting in the church part of the House of Pain, like the stained glass was actually a reference to the Eye of Agamotto, like the the necklace thing that like Doctor around, Strange Doctor wears. Doctor Strange, yeah, oh, okay. that's cool. Oh. And it's because yeah. Guillermo del Toro was like such a fucking big Doctor Strange fan. And he actually like went to Marvel to try to get a Doctor Strange movie made. And they were just like, nah, we're good. Thank you, though. God, he would make a fucking cool Doctor right? Strange movie. Yeah. That's why you got to love Guillermo del Toro, man. This dude, man. And you know what? Um, side, side note story I had. I was... Uh, Guillermo del Toro had come to the restaurant at my hotel and it was my table of course and um, I knew who he was I had just watched Pants Labyrinth and everything and we were there to present him our pastry kitchen had worked on making some big display for him a special dessert thing and they had made like a chocolate reel and you know uh, an Oscar and we presented it at his table to let him know that he had been nominated for an Oscar for Pants Lab. Oh, that's so cool. That's really nice. Um, me and the gentleman who was working the table with me. Yeah. Cool. We got that's to awesome. let him know. And so that was super cool. That dude is the shit. He draws just like I did. All the monsters are all the stuff that he drew. He loved comic books. That dude is forever one of my favorites. So yeah. no matter how bad people think a movie is, it's something about his movies that I like. I don't know. Oh yeah, I also, loved it, uh, Nightmare Alley last year. Did you? I, that's I really the did. one I meant yeah. to watch. I haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started yeah, it's it. On, I think it's on, HBO. it's on HBO. Yeah. It's on Hulu too. It's on HBO too, yeah. It's on everything. I can't wait. Yeah, I'll get into that yeah. for sure. When he saw the pastries that you brought him, did he pull his eyes out and look at it like this? <laughs> 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 we went uh, to go see that movie because podcasting we is uh, not a visual language right. uh, ah, Kyle did the Pan's Labyrinth face I took a <laughs> screenshot and I'm gonna yeah. share it from the uh, <laughs> from, what's from amazing the, we went to see Pan's Twitter Labyrinth account. with a couple of friends and we're sitting right there at the Kabuki Theater in SF of course and we're watching the movie and my homeboy Rick, Rick comes over to me like this is about the third act. So, is that guy supposed to be Captain Hook? <laughs> Different man, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> like, he was just like a-, a mouth open the whole time. And I thought, I'm like, oh, he's feeling it like I am. That's great. And then he just reached out. So, is th- that guy. 
It's supposed to be Captain Hook. Like, no. That's, that's incredible. Pan, <laughs> he had no idea what we were seeing. Yeah. He didn't know. He just wanted to go. Like, yeah, let's go to a movie. Okay. <laughs> he's like, he's I doing it was interesting. Uh, it's in Spanish and everything. But yeah. He's, that's <laughs> a foreign movie, film. His movie this year is uh, Pinocchio for Netflix. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yo, Pinocchio is some dark shit, dude. That thing it's like cool. a stop animation. Got a really good cast. It's like Ewan McGregor, Christoph Waltz. Um, I think John Jonathan Turturro's Taylor in. Thomas. What? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's back. It's not my Rufio. <laughs> what do you think he's up to? Ask your wife about that. Not my Rufio. Rufio or JTT? JTT. What if. What if they announced True Detective season four, and it was Daniel oh. Day Lewis and Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I'm in. <laughs> I am in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna. Why would I not watch that? Yeah. yeah. Do I think I have anything better to do than see the return of DDL and the unification with him and with JTT? Like, absolutely yeah. not. Finally, uh, you'll, you'll be shocked to know that they're actually the same age. <laughs> uh final segment for the podcast uh the matt prater award for outkicking your coverage or the person who accomplished the most of doing the least uh i gotta give this to chris christopherson Mm. i loved him in this movie i thought he was such like a grumpy old man in the first one and not that he wasn't a grumpy old man here but there's like so many scenes where like I'm amazed he didn't punch Blade in this movie. Like when Blade goes up to him and says, you know, Whistler, there's an old saying, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. It's like, did you really just say that to the Vietnam War vet Whistler who trained you <laughs> in every martial art you're familiar with? Yeah. I'm just like, OK, well, that's like probably the most condescending thing I've ever seen in a, in a Blade movie, including the cock juggling thundercunt part. Um, like it's just, <laughs> I I just thought he was fucking great. And Marty, you you nailed it. Where you were talking, like I actually thought he was like bad for a bunch of it, and it was just yeah. like Norman Reedus like being a little little shitbird. But the yeah. the fact that they make you question it is like really impressive because like who doesn't want to trust Chris Christopherson? And he he really has fun with the role because he doesn't have to like carry like expositional baggage. Like in the mm-hmm. first movie, he had to deliver a lot of dialogue that was sort of giving you lore dumps uh, about the movie. Whereas in this, like he's just kind of like chewing every line he has and having fun with it. He's great. I wish Harrison Ford had a role like this. Uh, Could he be Mahershala's whistler? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. I gotta say, I'm not too stoked about Mahershala being uh, the new blade. I like no? him as an actor. He's fantastic, and I love him in almost everything. But let us have somebody else. I don't, you know, I don't. I can't see him back flipping off a wall, fucking people up. Who, uh, who would you cast now? That who, well, like, who I mean, would make sense? Of course, I would have gone Michael Jai White. That dude is getting no love. That dude isn't he like? And... But isn't he like fifth? Like, no, I mean now. Like, if Marvel wanted to yeah, cast, yeah, right now. Better. When the last time you seen Michael Jai White? This dude's still making movies, busting people's ass, dude. This but isn't dude, he? Like, yeah, he was in he no was in the problem. Suicide Squad like, movie, wasn't he? No, was he? <laughs> the first one. Oh, I was. Wasn't he in the first Suicide Squad know. movie? I don't, I don't think so. Know. He was I in. Can, I, can, I, I feel like last I saw him in was Kill Bill Volume 2's deleted scenes. 
Blood and Bone came yeah. out way after that, and I just Wasn't saw him in something else. He was just in something like Hard he Black Case Dynamite or Hard too? Way. He, he is Black Dynamite. Yeah. That's right. Still buzzing ass, still shredded and ripped. That's right. Black Dynamite. Marty, you love Black good. Dynamite. I fucking adore Black Dynamite. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> soul oh, really and good. soul. He can still do yeah. that Enough game. from the clown, right? That was him. <laughs> the dark oh, night, that's right. Right. <laughs> the, that's the, right. The tweet. Yeah. That's right. My man is in everything. He's still yeah. out here working. <laughs> um, but no, I just think I envision like Wesley Snipes is an action hero. Yeah. Sure. That's what he does. And. Blade is a character that when we see these movies, we want to see the martial arts, the choreography, and I mean not I just don't see that with Maharshal Ali. You know, yeah, he's it? never Maybe like not. a very physical role like that. You know, exactly. Show Unless me doing it wires and shit. Cool. <laughs> Show me Jason, the karate kid himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his homework. He's ready. <laughs> Again, though, like I'm, I'm less worried about Mahershala Ali. Like you're right. Like that guy's like an amazing, fantastically yeah. talented actor. I'm not worried yeah. about him. I'm worried about like Marvel dictating, like, okay, this has to come to Disney Plus someday. So like, what can we get away with, you know? And so right. like, I'm cool if it's like an adventure movie, like like the Mummy. You know how like mm-hmm. the Mummy had like some like weird like visual scares, I guess, without being like yeah. too graphic or explicit i'd be right. cool with like an adventure movie like that but like i just don't think that that's like authentically blade you don't think they're going and not that you can't route. tell a different type of blade story <laughs> right not that you can't do anything different but i guess i just i don't want the fact that disney is the one producing this to be the reason we don't get to see cool shit i, I guess is the thing. yeah i mean like Aaron, yeah aaron you mentioned the the logan route and we haven't been as far as we know, Disney won't go the Logan route in movies. So I think Deadpool yeah. is going to be like the big litmus test there. De- um, whether Deadpool, Deadpool sure. 3. I think that they're trying to do a, like you, if you notice with this, uh, the, the uh, what's his name series? The one that's on right now. Go, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. There's a lot more, there's more blood than we've normally seen. Like they're actually showing mm-hmm. blood, like blood on his hands and stuff like this. And I'm yeah. waiting to see if they come to a scene where we actually see him getting down and cutting people in, you know, if they do the blood stuff on Moon Knight. Because that, mm-hmm. to me, that's the litmus test. Like, everyone is expecting it from um, what, what, the one you just said, Deadpool. They Deadpool. have to have it. They have to have yeah. it in Deadpool. But um, I think... They're I also, think, they're filming a thing called Werewolf by Night. That dude has to be able to, he has to, like, rip dudes apart, right? He's a werewolf at night. That, and well, Morbius the... is supposed to be in that, too, though. That's the comic Morbius, series. Stop, stop threatening me to put Morbius in these things, bro. Morbius, like that's like Morbius's first appearance in a comic was supposed to be in the Werewolf by Night book. Get, and I that was Moon Knight's first. Of, Moon Knight oh, was bad. created. Okay, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. This Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight was, was in created a Werewolf for, by Night. Yeah, and then he got the Werewolf by Night thing. You so, fucking yeah. scared me. You scared <laughs> me. You threatened me with. You're right. I had too much. More Morbius. Right. It was it was Moon Knight. <laughs> Marty, can I interest you in more BS? Oh, that's what they should call the second one. M O R E and then a hyphen and then BS. If they do that, that's better than uh, than what we Raven got. Part two, Electric Boogaloo. Like yeah, if you had sure. Part two Boogaloo, that that's <laughs> man, you can't yeah. get better than that for a sequel title. But 
Morbius, I would be down for that. One. Morbius, that's pretty good. You're let's, a genius. let's do it. Let, let's let's write Mr. Marvel and tell him what to do. Yeah. Um, I I think that about wraps us up. Um, do you guys want anyone to get in touch with you, Marty, Kyle, Aaron? You want to share like your social handles? Do you care about that? Everyone who's listening is more than welcome to just hit up at Purplebird six one six if you got anything you want to follow up on, ask questions to any of our panelists. But Marty, do you want to share your Twitter handle? I know Kyle uh, has one. Aaron, I don't know if you do. I do, but I keep my shit secret. If Aaron had a Twitter, I would just, I would subscribe for notifications. I'd want alerts. (laughs) It's at uh, uh, Libs of TikTok. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, yeah, you can follow me uh, at McBiggity, M-C-B-I-G-G-I-T-T-Y. Yeah, I I have one. I'm kind of been uh, sequestering myself from it but um yeah it's january 6th patriot uh, that's on uh that's on instagram i'm uh make a lot of content on youtube so um and once again um i do have my podcast on uh the breitbart network uh, i did get doxxed for mentioning it on our uh on our last episode for x-men but you know that's the price you have to pay for telling people the truth yeah also the, freedom, the fifth freedom biggest free. popular yeah. account ever <laughs> yeah kyle kyle's right freedom isn't free um thank you so much for listening to us dissect everything about blade 2 like it's a, like that movie was a reaper on a on an operating table uh we'll be back next week uh next week special episode uh sharing hot takes about marvel comics and marvel movies so get excited about that episode thank wow. you for listening and we will talk to you soon Bye.